Hello world and welcome to 3 from the 7, Relics' weekly news podcast. We are chronicling three of our biggest news stories from the past seven days. I'm Raf Kenny Sankata, we know this. I'm the associate editor of Relics, we know this. And who am I joined by? Oh, you know. It's my girl Karina Reichman. Hey! Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Raph. Good morning. What's going Good on, afternoon. Karina? Happy December. We are recording this on the 1st of December. Christmas season is in full swing. Are you feeling jolly? Are you feeling uh, like old St. Nick is going to bring you something good this year? I'm feeling uh, like a Jew on Christmas, baby. I feel <laughs> great, yeah. As I was saying that, I'm like, she's Jewish. <laughs> You're like New no, Yorker. You're a New Yorker, though. New Yorkers all celebrate. Like, you know, you, you go and you see the lights and you do the thing. Ah, uh, it's all just great, man. I fuck it. It's all a non-denominational holiday to me. 365 days a year, man. That's how I look at it. So <laughs> feels great. As it the, feels as great. And what about yourself? Are, mean, how are you feeling? As the band once said, life's a carnival. So I'm just along for the ride, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> oh, baby. It feels great. It feels great. Well, yeah, uh, no, December 1st. Fucking A, right? How did that happen? Yeah, dude. I mean, big things have been going on. We just had the holiday. Uh, I just moved into a new apartment here in New York, which is obviously, as anyone who's ever moved in a city knows, a bit of a, a trial and tribulation. But I'm safely here in my new abode. And Karina, you are not far from me, although we are not in person yet. But I'm thinking maybe like next week we do it in person. We see. We That's see. That's true. You see, what, what Raph refers to is I have a studio in which I record the podcast these days because I have become so fancy. And uh, it's just a quick trip across, a, you know, a special park, <laughs> which I won't disclose, even though everybody knows what it is. But anyway, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Right. I cannot wait for an in-person. We will figure out when uh, we're all feeling like that is the prudent thing to do. And it's going to be awesome. And I'm so happy for your new abode. That is very exciting news. Absolutely. And I can't wait to, you know, come in. Flip a desk, <laughs> throw on some <laughs> in a in a loving way, in a loving way, not in a uh, you know <laughs> a terrible way. Anyway, it's all very very exciting. Yeah, it's and, it's um, super funny because a lot of the people in our building I can tell are like older people. Um, because I've moved from Williamsburg to Greenpoint, um, both hip areas in this wonderful borough of Brooklyn, but. Uh, my, my building definitely seems a little bit older and my me and my roommates got a huge bargain on this place. It's beautiful. It's got, you know, all of the bells and whistles that one would want in an apartment. But I've, I haven't gotten that side eye from an older person in quite a while because I've been living in like, wow. you know, like young buildings. But now it's like literally we're like, I'm like wearing tie dye and like moving all like my concert posters into this apartment. And I can tell my neighbors are just like, uh, nah, they're not happy about it. <laughs> sure. That's funny. I can, uh, I can relate, you know, I could definitely relate, but it's good. It kind of, you know, you feel, uh, you feel younger than when you're surrounded it's by true. a bunch of young people, you know? And really I have to uh, I have to go against my New York instincts of, like, ignoring my neighbors because I have to be, like, extra special nice. Or do you think I should just ignore them? Oh, no, I would totally be nice. That's, I th that's, a, that's a fallacy of, uh, of us as New Yorkers. That's, you know, we're all super nice, man. We're just nice. <laughs> 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 I'm just putting it out there now. No, you just got to be, totally, be your lovely self. They'll be like, oh, great. And if they have a problem, we'll fucking kill them. <laughs> we did get our turntable set up, though, and bumped some dead last night. So as far as I'm concerned, we are ready to rock. And I'm ready to 
segue into our first story of the week, which has to do with the one and only widespread panic. We haven't talked about panic in a while on the podcast, so when this news came out this morning, you know I hit it up as numero uno. Panic is going to do a weekly run to New Year's live stream series with Nugs TV, culminating with a rebroadcast of their 1991 New Year's show. Karina, are you hyped? And do you think uh, that this is going to give whatever fish or the dead do a run for their money? I think a lot of people want to see a 91 show from New Year's from Panic, right? Big time. Oh, this is so exciting, Raph. And I know we uh, we haven't spoken about Panic in a while, and I could tell you were you were jonesing. You were like, you know, a little deprived junkie over here. Just being <laughs> like, yeah, where's the Panic at? But here they are. It's a beautiful thing. We're so This is super exciting, and I think these are amazing shows to broadcast like you know these are old I, I i'm so excited to see the footage you know i just like to see you know that good old grainy 91 strangely shot you know it's gonna be like you know whatever vhs like, it's, so fun. it's i love when like the camcorders are like so not what they are now but the sound is pristine you know what i mean oh yeah it's just so great <laughs> i love that little uh that little cross the cross-media event right there. Um, but, yeah, this is super exciting, and I think, you know, as we uh, have very sadly said goodbye to an amazing run of Beacon Jams from our pal and savior, Trey, <laughs> uh, it's really amazing to have new things to look forward to. I agree. Because, uh, you know, I'm sure many of our listeners and, and you can relate, but that really was, uh, you know, just like dinner in a movie was and still is, but you know, it's less frequent, but we can get onto that in a second, but just it's, it's what we got right now. It feels like an event because even if you're not with people, uh, you know, you can kind of with your, you know, like-minded book friends, just be like, Holy <laughs> shit. How about Trey? How about panic? Whoa, what a sick, whatever it was. And, uh, you know, that feels good. It feels like the community is uh, is still alive and well, and I think we could use anything to rally around right now. And God damn, panic. Panic, run to New Year's live streams. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm very excited. But honestly, probably not as excited as you, Raph, because Raph, for, th for those of you listening that don't know, Raph is really a very deep spread head. I do. I very love panic deep. so much. I miss, oh, I miss like, shows. It. And it's funny, too, because, like, obviously, Fish Forever, I'm a you know, jam kid from the Northeast. It's like, you know, they, they hand you your birth certificate and, you know, yeah. a, a fish tape when you leave the hospital. But, God, widespread really revs my engine. And also, like, the things I miss about going to shows the most is, like, the rowdy energy and, like, the energy that you can harness at a widespread panic show. Like, you want to talk about New Orleans, Halloween, 2019? Shit was crazy. Like, Shit was crazy. There, like, there were no laws. The minute you went through the, the, the arch of that arena, the UNO ba basketball arena, there were no laws. Smoking indoors? Fine. Drinking indoors? Fine. Seats? There are suggestions. Like, there was, like, <laughs> literally no fucking rules. Um, but actually, I love a seat suggestion. Oh, yeah. It was, it was dancing in the aisles. Fire code. What fire code was really the question. <laughs> Um, but this actually makes me kind of speculate of like, do you think, so let's say this, this extends through, you know, next year, 2021 is another wash as far as live shows. Why aren't Oof. like panic fish and like string cheese? Like, why don't they all just like join forces, do some like Avengers infinity stone shit and like do like a collective live stream thing. 
You know, like, why don't they do, like, a virtual Horde tour where, like, Panic gets together, Fish gets together, all in separate locations. They record live sets, and then they, like, stitch them all together. I would pay, like, $500 for that. I would, like, <laughs> I would sell a kidney for that. Like, back-to-back <laughs> widespread and, like, Fish shows that are all new, but, like, live oh streams. Oh, my God. I think you should write an email with the subject line, uh, my wet dream, and then send it to management of all three bands and see what you can dig up, man. Yeah. I think that's a great call. That won't fuck up and my career at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll do it under a pseudonym. What's your pseudonym? <laughs> I don't know. I got I to gotta get one. Sparky the, the spark plug. <laughs> I've actually I've definitely fantasized about um creating like a pseudonym and and pretending to be like a male manager of myself but it just be me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I think I, I think I people know. have done that. Like a lot of women have done that, for sure. It's kind of a good move, you know? So I hope nobody is listening cuz I'm definitely not going to do that after we hang up, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that'd be cool. You could be like, you know, You'd be like Cliff Jones, <laughs> and you're Karina's like, agent slash manager. Miss Reichman needs her hummus peeled and lidded <laughs> upon arrival and put back in the fridge, or she will not play. Yeah, no, just like being a total asshole. That'd be great. I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know. Obviously, slightly different because he's a man, but I know Andy Frasco did that in the beginning of his career, where he was Andy Frasco, but his agent, quote unquote, was Drew Mitchell. Because his middle name was Mitchell, so his name's Andy Drew Frasco. Um, ah. So he would like, pert- so he d- he was the nice guy, and then whenever like someone had to go crack some skulls at the venue, he would just like go on- get on a cell phone and pretend to be this other guy who was like the asshole like agent or whatever, being like my client, blah blah blah. Um, but then it was funny because then like <laughs> the he, it, like Andy would be like talking to people at the venue, and they'd be like, well, let me call your agent, and like his phone would start ringing, and he'd be like, uh, I got. <laughs> On a completely separate note, I also am getting a phone call right now, so I have to go. <laughs> that's incredible. That's you see, that's exactly the shit I'm talking about. Like you don't you don't hear enough of that stuff anymore. We gotta really bring it back. So if you have a good pseudonym for me, let me know. Yeah, email I'll us at rappingkarina at gmail dot com. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Lemony Snicket. Oh there what? you go. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's taken. It's taken. Anyway. <laughs> Well, All I'm saying is I like your idea, Raph. We strayed a little bit, but I like your concept. It, uh, And I think a lot of people would as well. And, man, I don't even want to, you know, start thinking about going too much longer without, uh, you know, doing the things that we like to do. You know what I'm saying? Going to shows, performing shows, having people have their jobs and lives back. Uh, whew, I'm sweating. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Well, actually, this is actually is a one of my better segues. Speaking of, you mentioned Lemony Snicket, the writer of A Series of Unfortunate Events. Our second story is an unfortunate event of its own. Drummer J.J. Johnson has officially announced his departure from Tedeschi Trucks Band. He was a co-founder of the group, joined the band in 2010. Uh, he shares drum duties or shared drum duties with Tyler Greenwell. Uh, so this is an interesting move, Karina. I mean, what is like the chess game of like joining and leaving bands is obviously its own thing, but it's interesting in 2020 of all times to be like, I'm striking out on my own. It is. It definitely, it's, it's a shame I would say just because he's been there since the beginning and you know, love, we love JJ and it is definitely talk about, I mean, I think people are struggling with this across the board, uh, but people are making very brash decisions in this time. And I think the prudent thing to do is to try to not do that. Yeah, you, you because sit, a, sit down, you're rocking the boat, you know? 
Yeah, because this, you know, we're all on this ship that's just like fucking absolutely throwing us, you know, every which way. And I totally understand that, you know, some people out of necessity have to make moves and do, you know, make big life choices and move or sell this or do that or I don't even know, you know. But uh, I definitely, if he doesn't even have any shows to play, like what, what. You know, so it's very interesting, very interesting timing on this one. I would certainly agree. Um, And yeah, man, I mean, you know, who's to say? Who's to say? I think we all, you know, feel certain ways at different points in our life. And of course, it's, uh, you know, he's been in this TTB for 10 years. And maybe he's just uh, trying to throw in the towel so that he can do whatever else he wants to do. I mean, sure, I get it. I totally get it. But, yeah. yes, the timing is strange. And it leaves, strange. it leaves TTB in an interesting position because they were already kind of recalibrating after the passing of the late, great Kofi Burbridge in early 2019. So when the band finally returns, it's going to have even more new blood. Um, but knowing Derek and Susan, obviously, TTB, I think, is just like a touring powerhouse and like really one of the most reliable bands out there as far as like they every time I've ever seen them, they get on stage, they do their jobs, they play a hell of a show, they get off and go to the next city. You know, like if there's any band no, that I feel it. like is like has like a steady like, you know, organizational, engine. yeah, exactly, like a great engine, a workhorse of a band. You know, um, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. And then it's a uh, it's a matter of who they're gonna get to to sub in there. Is there any uh, young drummers you think might really fit in there well? Oh man, I mean. So many. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I hope they or, don't poach him. But like, a, like a Dwayne Trucks, I think would be amazing in Tedeschi Trucks band. I, Not that I think he should leave widespread panic. God no. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't put that into the universe, Raph. But I, I like do Raph, think someone like another him would gig. be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, I could do it. Of course, <laughs> I'll take another gig. I mean, I think the uh, the great Johnny Kimmock uh, would be phenomenal, and you know, already is just you know a dear friend, and I, I you know would recommend him for any musical scenario. But uh, for those who don't know, he plays in Mike Gordon's band, and he plays in O'Teal and Friends, and his father is the great Steve Kimmock, who so plays you know with him and makes incredible music of his own, and is just you know I feel like he fits into every musical scenario so beautifully. Um, yeah. Shout out to my boy. Yeah, and my boy. I also think another like musical chameleon who would be great for that would be Jay Lane. I mean, Jay Lane has oh, played for, with everyone from Primus to Bob Weir and Wolf Bros. So he can always kind of like you know t- fill the role that is needed. You know, he can do anything. So I think maybe a Jay Lane would be a great uh, great free agent to pick up. I feel like this is like turning into like a sports show where I'm just like yeah. <laughs> like you know they're they're looking for a center fielder. You know, who do we got on the free agent list? Um, I think Jay I would think be a great need choice. Like a, they need like a 22 to 24 year old who's just, uh, you know, young and hungry and kills it and not necessarily like a name, you know? That's true. That's <laughs> true. I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's going to, you know, who's going to do it for cheaper, too? No, I'm just kidding. The, uh, the comment <laughs> section on Relics uh, kind of went crazy with people suggesting that JMO, uh, obviously a you know, founding member of the Almond Brothers Band, who's still around and kicking, played the Brothers show uh, before the world exploded in March at Madison Square Garden. They were saying that JMO should join Tedeschi Trucks Band, which I'm like, that is not. I mean, JMO's a legend, amazing, phenomenal percussionist, but. There's absolutely no reason, for the reasons you're saying, there's no reason they should pick up, like, a 70-something-year-old man who's going to retire within the next five years. Like, they need someone young who's going to be, like, playing with them for the next decade plus. 
I mean, I, I, I would think so, though. That's a very sweet concept, and I understand, like, where it comes from. And, man, like, yeah, that would be great. But, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think I think they need a hungry 24-year-old who's going to slay it for many years to come. That's my theory. <laughs> I don't know, and Karina. by 24, you know what I mean. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. mean, like, you know. <laughs> Karina, you play the drums. You could play for t- with TTB. I really couldn't. I really couldn't. <laughs> oh, man. I've seen you I behind a kit. <laughs> have you? Yeah. No, I, I definitely have been practicing a lot of drums in my uh, in this unprecedented downtime. But I really like to drum along to, uh, you know, the top 40 rap music from 2005 to 2007. That's my sweet spot. So, you know, I feel like my skill set would be better. It uh, <laughs> would be better uh, used in the uh, Nelly or Chingy reunion <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, I could join Fergie's band. Definitely. Love it. Oh, man. I drum along to the Duchess all day. Just gets my yayas out before I before I sit down at the bass. That shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. That's Gwen Stefani, dude. Oh, fuck. No. Y'all. Thumbs down. Boo. I never said I was a pop music critic. I'm a jam band critic. Well, that's the difference between you and me, Ralph. Let's go. Let's go. Well, uh, before this flies further off the rails, we'll move on to our third story of the week. Uh, Kind of bring the holiday spirit back to the very end. Uh, Margot Price has shared her own version of Joni Mitchell's River. It's a beautiful version. She plays on what Karina told me before we started recording, a Wurlitzer keyboard. Just Margot on the keys. Uh, There's a little tease of Jingle jingle Bells in the beginning, uh, and it's beautiful. But I'm curious if... I don't really classify this as a Christmas song, but maybe I'm being uh, thick-headed here. <laughs> no, I don't think you're thick-headed. Come on. Uh, having said that, I agree. I don't think of it as a Christmas song either. But the the opening like, line is, it's coming on Christmas. They're cutting down trees. They're putting up reindeer and singing songs of joy and peace. Totally. But I feel like those first four lines get greatly overshadowed by the old I wish I had a river I could skate away on, which is to me when I think of this song, all I think about is that line. But Mm -hmm. that's maybe more of a me problem than a, you know, like reading, you know, into the song in the way one should be reading into it. Maybe it's a rejection (laughs) of the consumerism of Christmas. Is that what it's really about, you know? Interesting. She Interesting. wants. She doesn't want to partake in the Christmas. She wants to skate away. Oh, yeah. Good call. <laughs> actually, no. I think that actually all bullshit aside. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, holy shit! Wow, Raph, you just hit it right on the head. Yeah, no. It's probably about like ah shit. It's Christmas again. Fuck. Let's let's get out of here because this is all insane. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I just don't know. Are you uh, are you wow. into Joni Mitchell? I, I feel like it's Joni. a it's a it's a little bit of a blind spot for me, but I I try to listen to Blue every once in a while. Oh man, yeah, no, I'm I'm way into it. Listen to the song Coyote. Mm, Coyote's awesome, dude. From uh yeah. from the Last Waltz, yeah, amazing. Oh baby, so so good and uh, yeah, ridiculous. R- no, I mean Joni's an all time great. There's no question about it. And I think Margot really delivers on this, Raph. I'm definitely I'm a little talk about a blind spot. I, I like I totally like Marco Price and like what I've heard I'm always like oh that's awesome it's great but I'm certainly not like a deep fan mm-hmm. you know what I mean in the way that like 
I am for lots of other people, but this was a really nice rendition of this tune, and I think she nails it. She's wearing tons of rings in the video, and I'm just thinking about, you know, if I could play piano with that many <laughs> rings on. I'm like, wow, I don't think I could. Go, girl, yeah. yeah. Actually, after watching this this morning, I ended up listening to Margot's newest record called That's what ha That's How Rumors Get Started, and it is very, very good. It's a kick-ass. It's got very, like, um, she's she's Nashville through and through, but it's got really, like, Tom Petty vibes on it. I've always really liked Margot. Um, I think she's, you know, very creative, and her dedication to independence, I think, is one of the most, like, uh, appealing things about her career because she truly does not give a fuck, and, like, uh, Mike Greenhouse, my uh, wonderful editor-in-chief at Relics Magazine, interviewed her last year about Bonnaroo, where we were doing, like, program stuff for Bonnaroo, uh, and she was talking about how, like, the first time she ever went to Bonnaroo, she was, like, friends with the Whalers, and, like, this is before she was ever even a singer, ended up getting, like, free tickets because, like, her friend was dating one of the Whalers, and then, like, went with, like, no shoes and no tent and just, like, slept on the ground at Bonnaroo and, like, smoked weed with, like, all the whalers and was just, like, being, like, being the wook we all know we are. Um, and I think, like, she's got, like, the cred to back up all of the uh, the hard rockin' songs that she's got. That's badass. No, I think she's super cool. I really, I also admire her uh, Twitter presence. I find her very funny, and I, I like her takes on shit. I think she's great. That's awesome. She well, also very famously. Yeah, you should. She also famously jumped on stage with widespread panic at Lock in, I believe, in 2018 or 2019? 2018. Um, and, and afterwards was like, yeah, I was totally spun on mushrooms the whole time. Um, and did like Peace of My Heart by Janis Joplin. And it was a divisive set because it was a little sloppy, but I think it was fun and rock and roll through and through. So, yeah, you should dig into some Margot. She's pretty badass. That's awesome. I will. I definitely will, and thank you for putting this on uh, on the list today, Raph. It's really nice to just dig into uh, a little a little piece of something, you know. It's awesome. This premiered 13 hours ago. Fuck, you were on the cutting edge, you know, Raph. I try, I try. <laughs> this widespread news deep. broke this morning, so we are giving you the freshest news here at Relics Magazine, and then I will slightly pivot. To speaking of all this holiday hullabaloo, you should check out the Relics gift guide. If you go to relics.com, it's right there on the front page. Um, and you don't know what to buy your friends who dig music. There's lots of cool recommendations on there. So I advise Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, any of these wonderful holidays. You just want to give someone a little something, show them that you love them. Why not go to the Relics gift guide? It's a beautiful thing. Uh, follow us on Instagram at three from the seven. Email us raffandkarina at gmail.com. Three from the Seven is brought to you by Relics Media Group. Producer, Will Schwerd. Audio engineer, Claire Green. Karina, it's always lovely to speak to you, my friend. Um, I would like to, as always, pass the baton to you to give the people a little bit of love. Tell them what's going on in your life, KR, because I know uh, you've got new t-shirts, new tie-dyes, or are those all sold out? They are sold out, my friend, but thank you. But thank you, and thank you to the people to who made them sold out. That is absolutely righteous, and... Uh, you know, not much is going on in my life, or at least not, you know, I think I have an endless capacity for stimulation. So even when there's like a little bit or like, you know, less than I'm used to or whatever, it's still, but like, you know, a lot for somebody else, maybe it just feels like nothing. So definitely just, you know, keeping my head down, writing, hanging out, being mellow, <laughs> nothing too crazy to report. And uh, I'm super grateful for everybody who bought those tie dyes. That was an epic epic thing and uh yeah i'm sold out of merch i got nothing <laughs> and uh we'll we'll see uh we'll see what i can reprint for for the holidays or you know 
2021. And uh, you uh, you mentioned we'll your see. writing, Karina. What what does you writing look like? Is it you know are you tinkering on GarageBand or are you you know pondering and writing down in a notebook? Both. And it's, uh, but not GarageBand. Logic is my preferred uh, DAW, DAW, if you will, digital audio workstation. Whoa. Uh, yeah, no, I, you know, it, it, they come both ways, Raph. They come through, you know, jamming with my live band and then recording that stuff. Just various ideas that I come up with by myself and then bring to them also is huge. And I've, I've just been compiling a lot of that stuff. And then, uh, you know, just totally writing down, like, you know, little lines and phrases and ideas that I want to expound upon. So it comes, it comes in all different shapes. And, uh, and I'm, I'm enjoying or trying to, like, really get into the idea of, like, you know, not being in perpetual motion all the time, even though I miss it so goddamn much. But, you know, enjoying that, uh, you know, I have been given the time and space to create, finally, after all these years of just, you know, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So I'm enjoying all of that, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. I want to hit the ground running when there is, uh, there's ground to be run upon. And when the floodgates are opened, so good times, good Wonderful. times. What a what a beautiful glimpse into your creative process. <laughs> Thank you. <Rob>. <laughs> <laughs> it also looks like you know just me just alone and twisting knobs and going oh, and then I'm like oh shit, I think I'm bass nectar, dude. Listen to that arpeggio. Oh, and then I'm like yeah, and then I'm like wait, what? Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, it it comes in lots of lots of forms, man. I'm just you know, stockpiling all these little ideas. But the hardest thing, Raph, the hardest thing, is finishing. That's why my new motto is hashtag finish. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me impart that to all of our lovely listeners out there. You know, you can have a million and one ideas, and they're all great. But until you finish, it's not finished. I hope nobody is making a Karina soundboard of things, you know, like <laughs> like a sample pack or, you know. Anyway, don't sample me saying any of that. Anyway, it's great. It's super great. I wish everybody a wonderful week. Raph, always just such a joy to talk to you. I feel like this was just great. And uh, congrats on the new crib. I can't wait to see it, and I can't wait to see you. But we're... You know, still trucking ahead, producing this thing ourselves, apart from one another, and you uh, you are a shining star. So thank you for all that you do. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much. <laughs>